Degenerate Business School is brought to you by the FOMO Rally, the second phase of the Bear Rally of 2020. this uh this FOMO rally uh, that's what they're calling it by yeah. I, I saw that on the Bloomberg it's the FOMO rally are you on board well I'm not on board I mean I don't know like right so so my blood pressure has gone through the roof from the combination of shorting the market and eating too many beyond meat sausages <laughs> but I decided I'm not going short anymore because I just keep getting chumped and it yeah. was like, you know, it's like, but so I'm not doing that, but I'm not, I'm not going to buy this. Cause then that's just, that's crazy also. So I don't really, I don't really know where to go. For sure. You and I are not buying into the FOMO rally, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, for anyone that doesn't know what FOMO is fear of missing out. People are worried <laughs> that they're missing the trough and that we're going to ride this wave into the sunset. But it's the shit is so dumb. I mean, there's there's plenty of people who are calling the ball on this, uh, which we have also done. Which is like this is a false positive, right? Like everything that's baked into the stock market right now is an absurd <laughs> assumption around how fast it recovers. But it's just it's frustrating as hell if you're trying to if we're if you're trying to surf like we are surf the down. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we did make the mistake of trying to you know what we. What everyone says, the professionals say, don't try to time the market. We just said, fuck it. We're trying to get rich. You're going to time the market. And, you know, we've got our ass handed to us. But you know what? Like, I thought about it like, okay, so I was well positioned. You know, I had Amazon, but I sold it at, you know, in the 1700s, thinking it would go down more. Yeah. Um, And like some of these other names that were like kind of well positioned to like handle like a work from home prolonged scenario. Um, But, you know, that's, 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 that's the way it is. We kind of made a play and, you know, I know it's going to go back down now, whether it, it, it goes past the bottom, you know, I, I wouldn't know that, you know, but from what it looks like now, it probably won't go past 23, 22. I think, you know, if it might, you might bottom at like, you know, another near term bottom at like 2,500, but yeah, I don't really see it going below the, the lows of March 23rd, but you know, I mean, Anything could happen, right? I guess I just, um, yeah, uh, getting drugged hard, um, but still on balance for the most part, I'm just sitting on the sidelines. That is like the lion's share of my strategy. And while, uh, it's embarrassing to send out the degenerate scorecard every week now, (laughs) it it is what it is. And I wouldn't lie. Um, I guess you told me this many times and I just ignored you, which is, uh, when you're shorting, don't hold it for too long. That's exactly what I did. Uh, but anyway, I, I think you're right. Like this, this is a false positive. The question now is, so we're pricing in irrational optimism. What's the floor? I just, I don't have a feel for it anymore. And to your point, the, maybe the one thing, the one thing that I discounted, which you just touched on is, the tech monopolies are the safe harbors in the crisis. 
they're like the new risk off, right? Well, with the exception of not all of them. Like Facebook is not exactly a safe harbor, even though it's a strong monopoly. But Amazon for sure. Netflix is irrationally priced right now, which makes hilarious, uh, hilariously no sense. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm still I'm still going with what we said last week, which is like July or August is when this thing bottoms out. And you know what? You might as well because this is degenerate business school. <laughs> we're not just trying to beat the S and P. We're trying to get rich. Yeah. So that was the goal. But you know, beating the S and P—that's actually not, not that hard. That's actually fairly easy. <laughs> yeah. That's but, but but uh, but yeah. So you might as well just let's just go on that play. And I'm I'm in the same run since we all sold out of our positions. That you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I think I think you're right. It's like if you want some, if you want to like ride it up. You write it with cyclicals. You don't write it with, you know, the tech. Mo- definitely not, not Amazon or, um, yeah, or, or definitely not with that because I think that's like now hitting an all time high. But like, you know, like Google, you can see that going de- taking a leg lower. Um, if Facebook because ad revenue definitely, you know, you don't pay your you don't pay the, the advertisers when you go out of business. Right, right, right. So, so yeah. So with those, I think you know there there's definitely a lot of downside there. Yeah, there, there's that, I, or I think the nuance is, okay, uh, tech monopolies, as long as they're unregulated, you won't lose money over a long time horizon. So it doesn't matter yep. when you get in. Uh, I will still just hope that I can get some sort of discount on any of them sometime in Q3. When I decide to just put all my chips back in to the S&P and whatever else. But let me ask you this, because... Uh, because now you're setting a floor that's like uh, 22, 2300, fair. Um, China published their fake economic data, <laughs> such as it is. But even the fake economic data said that China saw a recession of, or contraction of 6.8%. It's like the first negative GDP figure in China's reported economic history since like, <clears throat> Deng Xiaoping was in power. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, is that is that a canary in the coal mine that, like, once all the economic data leaches in, there will be a soul-crushing moment? And another, like, spade of two weeks, like the one we saw in March or whatever it was, where the volatility is hilarious to the downside. And I feel like there's one more of those coming. Uh, yeah, I think, I think maybe with the second wave of infections, because what we've seen is that the asymptomatic are like a lot higher than expected. I mean, it could be up to like 50% amongst yeah. the young. Yeah. And these guys are just killing machines. They're just going out there and they're <laughs> letting them like, you know, you know, go to restaurants and commingle with the public. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. So there's that, I think that's the biggest risk. I think with China, you know, I mean, the fact that they've even admitted, like, cause it's like our forecast, right? It's like, just pick a freaking number. That's yeah. what Ch- China does. I guess. Right. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, if we, if we wanted to report growth like this quarter, no one would believe it. So let's just go minus six and a half. Yeah. 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 Um, it's the, yeah. It's, it's the exact right. inverse of their growth figure from the prior year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Um, so, yeah. So but, I yeah. mean, if China's minus six, then, well, who knows? You know, we're minus six, even though it's always a squishy number of the GDP data. Yeah, you'd think that that's baked in. So I think what the market is not expecting is the second wave and the and how bad it could get. Like if you have another rise in you know in New York or one of the metro areas, yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see it's like oh shoot, when is this thing gonna when is this thing's gonna end? And then 
you know, then you're looking towards like medical, like innovations and all that. But, you know, and that that's like the, the hope. But yeah, I think that's what's going to bring the market down another leg, which I think almost is, is not fully baked in. Or again, I completely agree. Also, this there is for sure an assumption priced in that once a reopening happens, everything returns to normal. That there's no psychological overhang from any of this, which you and I have discussed. There's definitely going to be social psychological overhang for us. Uh, now, we are two people who are just talking to each other in a room and recording it for 30 of our friends to listen to. So maybe we're not representative of the public. But that seems like a bad assumption, you know. Even if you, mm-hmm. even it's even if it's a discount factor of ten percent on on what they're assuming, it just seems like lunacy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a lot worse than what's baked in. Yeah. So, what? Let me ask you. Let me revisit another topic with you, which is, is, so you you've talked a lot about the crisis of corporate debt and how this. Mm-hmm just like makes that plain to everyone now. Like any vulnerability on your balance sheet just gets blown up, you know, when something like this happens, like COVID. Mm-hmm. Does the Fed have enough dry powder, as white people like to say, to actually like mm-hmm. absorb uh, like this cascading problem with defaults among corporate corporations who have like triple B or worse ratings? Mm-hmm. Like does the Fed, is the Fed have enough power to actually absorb that or is that another echo effect of all this that we still haven't realized yeah so the market is saying yes in some sense like don't fight the fed but i mean i guess i guess a couple things right so you know there's liquidity liquidity risk and and credit risk and so all the the, what's fed doing maybe solves liquidity risk mitigates credit risk but it's still there and you know you still got to pay back your debt I think the Fed probably does not have enough in their arsenal to really. I mean, they see the same problem that we saw. So it's 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 about the the triple Bs and the downgrades, and they're like, okay, we're going to protect the downgrades, the fallen angels, and then they're even going into like high. They're buying high yield ETFs, which is 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 pretty nutty, um, but it is what it is. That's what they're doing. But I I think at the end of the day, they still have. You know, a company still have to pay their debts back. So even if right. your 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 debt is at you know maybe a couple hundred basis points lower than it would be otherwise, uh, you still have to manage that. You still have to you still have to try to pay it back. And there might not be enough. You know, there might not be enough in the arsenal to do that. But it really depends on how long this this slowdown lasts. Yeah, I mean, but, and the object lesson here. Well, I guess. This is why in in character it's so unique, right? Like, there is a what why I bring that up is, if if we feel confident that this is a bear rally that will dissipate at some point, and there's a couple of things, if if twenty two twenty three hundred is the S and P's floor, there's a couple of things that could actually like make that worse. One is to your point a recurrence in the fourth quarter where you get into like flu season again and covid just comes back and then lockdown happen- happens again cuz the vaccine doesn't exist. Um that would be soul crushing. The other one that would be as bad if not worse is if all of this radiates into a shit ton of corporate te- debt defaults and like high profile bankruptcies, that would for sure crush the market. Um so those are still like looming storm clouds in my mind. Uh, 
You know, I, I think so. And also, even if you think about it, like in theory, right? So, so the Fed comes in, they buy a lot of debt, and then that, I guess, induces certain companies to issue more debt just to have that cash cushion to build up their, their cash reserves. But then you're actually pushing the equity down on your, on your kind of capex, on your capital structure through totem pole. Yeah. Right. So you're now adding on more debt, which means you're always going to just be in, in content preservation mode. So you're not going to. So it's bad for the equity holder in general, just theoretically. It should be. And so I don't really know why you think all this is actually even bad for the equity holder. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I think I think and then and then that still doesn't really take away default risk. I mean, some of it's priced in, but, you know, you could say it definitely could easily get worse than what's priced in. And then. Yeah, and then we, we re- return to the problem, and then that's where maybe it's possible. At least certain sectors can definitely drag the S&P down to really low levels. What that level is, I'm not sure, but yeah. Well, and I think ultimately the floor that you're talking about is, and Robert has said this before, the S&P is like the, the, the aggregate market cap that the tech monopolies possess as a percentage of the S&P is like so overweight now that, you know, even the ones that aren't enjoying like the rally that like Amazon is like a Facebook, it's still like relatively stable and ultimately like, let, let's, and I'm, make, I'm making it up. It's some traditional company that is, not an airline or a cruise company, but some other company that's not a tech monopoly, but like it's General Electric. I'm making it up. And and they go bankrupt. Perhaps it's like that's a high profile bankruptcy and that would have a ripple effect in in the market, but it's still kinda like a company like General Electric is not an engine of the S P mm-hmm. by any stretch. Or even it was like an auto company, right? Ford or GM, right? I mean, they would be mm-hmm. held out in the fullness of time, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why, like, I think your call on T-Triple-Q would have been Because the NASDAQ, you see the, the moves, even when the market goes down, like, a couple percent, like, the NASDAQ barely moves because it's so overweight Apple and Amazon and, you know, all the, the all those tech monopolies. So, yeah, I think, you, you know, you're right. It's like, if, if we do see, if you do want to get rich... Like if you're wanting to play like those multiples and, 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 and getting at the low and then just ride it higher. I mean, it's, it's, you just gotta, you probably can't play the tech monopolies. That's like, like too safe. That, that won't give you a beta. You got to play the cyclicals. You got to play, you know, energy and hospitality um, and, and some other in real estate, other, those other industries. Yo, in, in the benefit of hindsight. Uh, so it was uh, basically, we had SPXS starting, we bought it in like Q4 of last year. And then again, right at the end of Q4. And we got out when there was like the first sell-off. It was like the first major sell-off related to coronavirus. And then bought TQQ. The problem is we did that roughly three weeks too early. At least Robert and I did. Yep. Uh, but you're right. That is the, that is the elegant play. Uh, we were just... Uh, too dumb to execute on it well so eh, maybe a lesson for next time when the correction that we think is coming happens in if we're right the sometime in q3 and uh, around earnings or whatever else uh 
I mean, I'm still watching my SPXS position fall into the sea. I'm just hoping it comes back a little bit when that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be the way to do it, but I think it's going to be it's probably going to be my swan song for trying to ride, ride the wave. I just I just hope SPXS doesn't go to zero, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was that timing factor, too, and that was around the time where I bought back into some of those, like, those names that would, you know, endure the crisis, and then that was just, it, it was just, it was just, yeah, three weeks too early. But, exactly. Uh, so, like, so um, I, I will say this, though. Um, it is, again, it, it does, it does tell you something about, I mean, not that we need any reminders, but at the end of the day, uh, the market is just a collection of irrational humans uh, reading signals and over-rationalizing them or inflating their importance. Whether it's like an understanding that the, the federal government will guarantee and backstop you know, the airlines or people with the stimulus, that there's a consensus that people will come back to work quickly and that demand will return fiercely. Um, none of it actually makes any sense. Which, in a way, intellectually makes me feel a little better because at the end of the day, the reason why it's impossible to win is because, like humans in general, the market is irrational as hell. Like, there's, there's no reason for a rational person to be optimistic right now. Unless all they watch is Fox News. Then you'd probably be optimistic. You're like, ah, Kansas, Kansas is going to be open by tomorrow. Yeah, they're looking for these nuggets. Yeah, yeah, and it's whether it's an inflection point. I mean, like, yeah, you knew that, you know, okay, instead of 100,000 deaths, there's 60,000 or whatever, you know, past. Okay, so that's like, that. that's a rally point. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know, that's. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's really, yeah, that reaction to data, which I never, never could get my handle around. But. Confirmation just, bias, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know, there there's that thing, you know, just don't fight the Fed, and that's that's sort of what everyone's doing. You know, they're buying what the Fed's buying, but you know, the, the Fed can't buy stocks yet. You know, can't buy oil. That's why oil crashed, and um, you know, and I think there'll be a point where I think the you know for debt, maybe yeah, you can rally, but for, for the equity holder, once you realize that it, you know, the Fed's really not going to help help you directly. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see how equities theoretically can 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 maintain these elevated levels. But my point is, and this is Robert's point last week, anything is possible when <laughs> uh, you can be irrational about multiples, especially in tech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think too. You know what? What, what the history says it's what fifteen x earn you know earnings, but you now with tax cuts and with the Fed put. I mean, I think the new normal is 20x, right? Maybe they may be even higher than that because right now we're at, I think, 22 times, like even backwards earnings, not even forward earnings. So is that just, is that just a premium, the pre, the premium that's been put into valuations because we now live in a world where uh, central banks will kind of guarantee success to, to some degree. Like there's an implicit understanding price into everything that there's a government backstop. Always. Yep. Yep, I think I think that's that's how it is, and that's you know the new paradigm of of risk premium is that risk is no longer how we've perceived it, you know, conventionally in the, over the last few decades. It's Federal Reserve cronyism. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay.